All right, this is the post-Super Bowl edition of the PFF forecast. We get into it. Eric is here. He's alive. We pulled him out. He was in a coffin for a little bit in the second half. We've resuscitated him. This is going to be amazing. We're going to break down the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about what Tom Brady meant to the Bucs, what the Chiefs didn't do, what they need to do this offseason, what the Bucs need to do this offseason, and we're going to talk Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, should the Cowboys and the Ravens trade for him. This is an awesome episode. We clear it out, end the season on the right note, and we're ready to jump back into it uh, on Monday because guess what? Next season starts tomorrow. Let's get it. Let's rock. All right, we are here live. Um, this is a this is going to be a tough one for you, but um, let's set the stage here. We've got Tampa Bay; they've just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they have. They have avenged a loss in Week Twelve to the Kansas City Chiefs. They have. They have shut down the best quarterback in the NFL. They have. And they did so with some really impressive defensive play. Okay. So I'm going to set you up here. I'm going to ask you in a second what you think the biggest reason that Kansas or that uh, Tampa Bay won this was, and I'm going to give you mine. In my opinion, the reason, the biggest reason that Tampa Bay won this game was the simple fact that they had better coverage. They had far better coverage than the Kansas City Chiefs did. The Kansas City Chiefs got called for a ton of flags. Absolutely. But they were also outmanned by the Tampa Bay wide receivers. Tom Brady took advantage of it. He took advantage of it left and right. Patrick Mahomes was under pressure all game. I get it. But they were unable to uncover quickly against that Tampa Bay coverage. Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles and this defense deserves all the credit in the world. Absolutely. I mean, you look at, obviously, Wiley, Remmers. Yep. Was not, yeah, I mean, basically the entire interior of the Kansas City offensive line was not good. They covered. I mean, they covered and they made the Chiefs go, you know, up and down the field, and they weren't able to do so. And to me, like, obviously Brady, I thought Brady played a great first half. Mm -hmm. I thought he made plays. They were aided a little by the referees, but to Tampa Bay's credit, they put the game in such a position where no Kansas City Chief fan from mm-hmm. Dale and Olathe to me in Cincinnati could blame this game on the referees. Tampa beat Kansas City handily in this game. I have, I have some stats and some takes. I hope, let me just say this. I hope you guys are ready to go on a wild ride tonight, okay? Because we just got through the 2020 NFL season. I don't know if, if, if that has settled in for you guys yet it's crazy to think Tampa, for me Tampa Brady and the Bucks. Tom Brady said F you to Bill Belichick to the went world. to Tampa Bay and won a motherfucking Super Bowl in one season he brought he brought Gronk out of a casket out of a coffin raised him up and threw him two touchdowns in this game Antonio Brown the guy that Bill Belichick cut last year he brought in and threw him a touchdown in this game. Yeah. Leonard Fournette was cut 
by the Jacksonville Jaguars, the worst team in the NFL, scored a touchdown in this game. Why? Because Tom Brady decided to come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Pro Football Talk reporting that the 49ers had an opportunity to sign Tom Brady. He wanted to sign with them, and and he said no. Um, And so let me give you a a stat here that I think is – is indicative of what happened in this game and it's something that we talked about we didn't think that this would be as big of an issue in this game but it ended up being so the kansas city offensive line got rocked they allowed 28 pressures in this game okay the most that the kansas city offensive line has ever allowed in a patrick mahomes start was 16. Yeah, I mean, he was running for his life. I mean, I've never seen, and I watch every Chiefs game, I've never seen Mahomes do the thing where he rolls right and then turns around left Mm -hmm. as much as I've seen tonight. I mean, it was the Tampa Bay front four deserves a ton of credit. And, you know, we were, I was, you know, I sent this to Peter King around third quarter. Ooh, name drop. Barrett had like six pressures, a sack, a hit by like quarter three. And, you know, somebody that we, we wrote about on, on the site last week, a guy that's going to be a free agent, right? Like, this game got Shaq Barrett paid $20, $25 million a year. Cam Newton watched this game and was like, oh, I've seen this Mike Remmers before. <laughs> I mean, Mike Remmers got whooped. He got his ass cooked. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, he was the reason that Carolina lost the Super Bowl to um, – to the Broncos um, 28 pressures allowed at last count it may have actually been more on that last drive um, I'll also throw this out there so I, I think this was a combination of great I think it was a combination of three things okay the Tampa Bay defensive line won undoubtedly the Tampa Bay coverage was so sound and this may be the one that drives you a little insane the Kansas City offensive game plan was bland. It lacked creativity. Yeah. It was not impressive. There was no, there was nothing impressive from a motion perspective. Yep. They didn't throw quick, short passes effectively. None of their receivers were uncovering early. Yeah. Um, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks did get pressure on about 40% of plays in 2.5 seconds or less. But if your receivers are able to get open, that shouldn't matter as much, and it did because they weren't getting open. This was a game where the narrative that Andy Reid might have been a little bit preoccupied slash Patrick Mahomes might have been a little bit too dependent upon Andy Reid to scheme the creativity on that offense. Like, that to me was relatively justified in this one. Like, Mm -hmm. you did not see completing passes, you know, early on the down – Two guys like Kelsey, two guys like Hill. I mean, the the Kansas City Chiefs, you think about this, down 7-3, got a fourth down stop at the one-yard line. I know. And got the ball out from the 15-yard line. Basically, we're in a position to end the half, what, down? How how would it have been? Down? Uh, so, at the end of the half, so they got the fourth down stop, and they were it was 7-3, right? Arians yeah. challenged By the way, Arians challenged it. First challenge, Arians, as was foretold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For doesn't sure. happen. Um, and then uh, and then they get some terrible pass interference penalties. Yep. 
at the end of the half, and that really killed them. They had a holding um, or an offsides on the field goal attempt, and then Tyron Matthew gets a PI in the end zone on a on a ball that ended up hitting the backstop of the end zone. Right. Um, and, and that did not do them any favors. But I'll say this about the Chiefs as well. They played from an aggressiveness standpoint, like they were up 10 the whole game. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. They were playing very vanilla, very – I mean, like Clyde Edwards-Lair, we we talked about going over seven and a half carries. He got nine. Mm-hmm. He went over that. Mm-hmm. And, like, they played very Kansas City Chiefs 2017 pre-Mahomes level aggressiveness. And it was it was very strange. You, you, you look at this football game and you wonder – really what they were thinking in many in many aspects okay um i want to talk about the chiefs here for a second there in um a few months ago it feels like five years ago eric but this was actually only a few months ago the nfl draft happens and the kansas city chiefs this defending super bowl champions yeah. in the first round of the nfl draft select running back lsu yeah, clyde edwards hilaire and everyone and their mother starts creaming themselves. Why? Oh, my God. It's going to make their offense so good. They're going to be so good. They're going to be unstoppable. Who will ever stop the Chiefs? Guess what? A running back is not going to make your offense elite. Yeah. It won't. In fact, another team's first-round running back in many ways can do just the trick. So, Leonard Fournette was the best running back in this game and was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars and was one of the worst first-round picks and that we've ever seen. And would not have been the best running back on the Jaguars. James Robinson was the best running back. If he played in this game, if you teleported him yep. onto the field in this game, he's the best running back in the game. You know, Unfortunately, like, it doesn't fucking matter because Brady – look, did Brady play great? I thought – here's what I'll say about Brady. Coach Tom Brady played great. Yeah. Because you know what they did in, in the first quarter, in the second quarter? They ran play action, and they threw the ball quickly. Tom Brady's average time to throw in the first half was 1.9 seconds. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was 3.3. Yeah. Tom Brady got the ball out quickly to receivers that were open. To my point, the Kansas City Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ain't out there playing cornerback. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire ain't out there playing wide receiver. Yeah. It was a disgrace. And, and everyone that is over here sucking off Brett Veach for being a brilliant human being, for drafting Patrick Mahomes, fantastic. That's great. You, you We're happy Patrick for Mahomes, you. But, yeah. but maybe don't take a running back when you continually need to get better in this league mm-hmm. to win. Well, I, I, was yeah, a, I mean, the problem is – And this is water, by the way. And I, I hate I hate to say this about the Chiefs because I love the Chiefs and I love people who work for the Chiefs and I love people who follow the Chiefs and et cetera, et cetera. There were things, obviously, they could have. Now, they drafted Lucas Nyang in the third round, mm-hmm. opted out of this season. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, for the right guard that started in the Super Bowl last yep. year, opted out of the Did season. Did some more important things so, this season. Yep. So, obviously, they would have had more depth in a – in a non-COVID-19 Super Bowl in which four out of their five starters were gone. Mm-hmm. I still, with two weeks to prepare, Andy Reid, this is just Andy Reid's, what, like fourth loss off of a bye in God knows how long. Yep. 
Like, look, look, I might, I, I'm going to try to spin this. Oh, good on Todd Bowles. Yeah. Good on Bruce Arians. They did the things that were necessary. It also was a very noisy first half, right? Mm-hmm. They got the, the Chiefs got the Bucks to punt twice on their first two possessions. They weren't able to take like this game is a very football like game in the sense that it was football confirmed, not volleyball. It it really the, the start of the show though, not football. Yeah, the start of the game really did affect what ended up happening. Yeah, I want to. I have more stats for you. I came, I came ready to rock. You did come. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, thought yeah. that I showed up right, on right, this right. last day of this holy season of 2020 uh, unprepared, you are incorrect. In the first and second quarter, first half of the game, Tom Brady on play action was 7 for 8, 89 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes off play action, 1 for 2, 3 yards. In case you're new to football, not good. Not great, Can we pause for a second? Um, I'm looking at this. Le'Veon Bell did not get a touch in this game. Oh, man, I was told that he was going to make this offense unfair. I, I did too. By many um, people. I'm a little bit worried about what has so, since happened. Okay, so let me ask you this, because you follow the Chiefs as closely as anyone. I root for the Chiefs. I'm a Chiefs fan. I, 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 I wanted them to win tonight. I know. I, I'm very aware of this, right? And let me tell okay, so everyone watching, everyone that follows our podcast knows that Eric is – as good of an analyst as there is in football at looking at things unbiasedly. But you are a Kansas City fan. And so that's why I'm asking you this question. What should the Chiefs have done in this game? They, they should have. I, honestly, this is, again, it comes down to every single time. They have to play better offense. I don't think their but defense how? played what, better, played bad. What what did they need to do on offense? Because I have some thoughts, but I'm curious. Like, what did you see watching the Chiefs every week? They needed to have an out in the offensive game plan. When Mahomes went one, two, three, four, stop. They didn't have an out. Like they threw what was it two plat two passes to Clyde Edwards-Helaire, mm-hmm. two passes to Daryl Williams. Kelsey was involved in the second half, but not so much in the first half. Yep. They didn't have the out there. And I thought to myself, you, you think about the the linebackers for Tampa Bay, and they were haveable, and they played great football games. Devin amazing. White had another interception in the playoffs this year. And to me, Reed thought that he could overcome the tackle situation. And all of us did too. Like all of us thought that Reed could ha- handle the tackle situation mm-hmm. And I think he would have been able to had he played it well. He didn't, though. There were two things that were glaringly missing for me. Um, the first was the play-action game. I just read you that stat. Patrick Mahomes threw two passes off of play-action yeah. in the first half of the game. The second was, and I don't have the, the stats in front of me, but I'm, I'm doing this kind of off of my recollection of the first half. There was a real lack of creative motion. And we also saw this in the screen game. They had a couple of screens that were just vanilla as fuck. Yeah. And the Tampa Bay Bucks ate that for lunch. I also am curious whether or not the Chiefs expected the Bucks to play the exact same defense they played in Week 12. The Bucks came out and said, "Yeah, we're not going to let you go deep. We're going to play zone. We're going to we're going to yeah. make you keep. We're going to keep things in front of us." 
And a great example of that is Carlton Davis, who I believe will be on the Chris Collinsworth and Richard Sherman podcast on Tuesday. Carlton Davis in week 12 was targeted 15 times, allowed 12 receptions for 236 yards and three touchdowns. Not good. Mm -mm, not but good. as Richard Sherman says, the key to playing cornerback is to have a short memory. You flush that shit. Mm -hmm. In the Super Bowl, he was targeted three times, allowed one reception for three yards. And he's a Super Bowl champion. And I, to me, Todd Bowles pulled Andy Reid's pants down in this game. Mm -hmm. He did. Uh, the Chiefs are loaded. They were so loaded. They were so loaded. They took a running back in the first half, or in the first uh, round of the, yeah. the draft. That's how loaded they were. Right, and they and in hindsight, they probably could have used an offensive lineman. In in, in general, a corner, a receiver, a yeah. lineman, a defensive lineman, literally anyone. Yeah, I I agree. And and the the hard part is, you know, in hindsight, like, you know, they they, I don't know, I. I get frustrated because, again, when you think about this game, there were so many things where the Chiefs, like Frank Clark got a fucking sack on one of the first drives. The, one of the bets that we liked was yep. Chiefs' first sack. I liked the bet that said Frank Clark has a sack in the game. It was plus money. And unfortunately, and I don't think their defensive backs played that poorly. They were the same shit. Evans, we talked about Evans all week. Evans had one fucking catch. Under 66 and a half or whatever. Yeah. We talked about Godwin. What did Godwin have? Godwin had two catches for nine fucking yards. But what happened? Gronk, six out of seven targets, 67 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, Cameron Brait, three out of three for 26. Guess who can't cover? The linebackers. The linebackers of the fucking Chiefs. And we talked about that for weeks. Could they have drafted? I mean. And, and look, if the Chiefs play offense today, it doesn't fucking matter. Look, if the Chiefs only give up. <laughs> 31 points in a game yeah. where they play offense, they win. They didn't play offense. I don't think their defense was the reason they lost. I thought that the they actually limited the shit that Tampa Bay does explosively well. Decently well. And the, the, their offense, Mahomes was 26 of 49, 270. By the way, we said under 330 because it's fucking absurd to hang a – a prop of over 300 passing yards for any the quarterback way, in the NFL. By the way, MVP was just announced. It was Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, well, and as, as we said, 82% of the time, the guy that wins the MVP is the quarterback of the winning team. Was this, how, many, how many MVPs is this for Brady? Four or five? Five? Because it was Edelman and then... Um, well, in the 2016 Super Bowl, he won the MVP. In the 2014 Super Bowl, he won the MVP. In the 03 Super Bowl, he won MVP. And in the 01 Super Bowl, in the 05 Super Bowl, he Deion Branch won that, MVP. That's right. so, it's so, so it's four for him, right? Isn't that five? Five now. Yeah, so yeah. he four for New England, one for Tampa. Good for Tom Brady. He deserves it. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Deserves an MVP, especially oh. when you look at the 55 other Super Bowls that were played in the dead ball era, as I'll call it, for the NFL. But, again, 31 points. If you're a Chiefs fan and you say, look, if somebody came to me and said, look, Tampa's going to score 31, I'll say to them, fine. Yep. I think Kansas City will score 30. Look, the last time Brady and Tampa, Brady and Kansas City played each other in a playoff game, mm -hmm. it went to overtime at 31-31. Mm -hmm. This game was a failure systematically by Kansas City's offense. 
And if you want to look at the other side, and obviously we will, a win by Tampa Bay's defense. Todd Bowles deserves, I mean, look, among all the coordinators that deserve, Bowles deserves one. Good you know, for him. I'm happy for him. You know who was drafted after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Don't tell me this shit. Don't Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs didn't need him. Chiefs didn't need him. The Chiefs could have drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. at 32, played him at linebacker, and been I massively mean, better than they were in this game. George, they could have played stop. him at running back, too, actually. I hate to be this. Perfectly I hate this song. Here's a question for you, Eric. The Chiefs sit at, what, uh, the 31st pick in this year's draft? Do you think Travis Etienne will be available? It. it just makes me – dude, can you just not – No. They, they what about at, Najee Harris? Uh, they could really use someone with a little more girth. You know, Cloud Rousselaire is kind of small. I, here's my worry, though. <laughs> my worry is that Kansas City will take this loss uh – -huh and see it as a means to beef up the offensive line. And they spend an inordinate amount of capital in Mahomes' big-ass deal. And look, mm -hmm. like as a, look, I'm a, but look, as a Chiefs fan, two out of the last three – like they've won one out of the last two Super Bowls. Any other situation, you look at that and say that's a success. Yeah. But if you look at it from the Green Bay Packers 1996, 1997, never got fucking back. You look at it from Seattle in 2013, 2014, they never fucking got back. Mm -hmm. Chiefs kingdom, whether that be the front office, whether that be the, the folks calling the plays, et cetera, et cetera, this is a wake-up call, mm -hmm. right? This Agreed. is a wake-up call to – you can't just sleepwalk through games like this, and, I, and that. And look, I'm not trying to be. But Eric, I'm not trying to poop. Are you? Are you saying Tampa, what Tampa did? But this is a game where she, the Chiefs' offense, legitimately did not show up. But Eric, how can you say they shouldn't invest in the offensive line when they invested in running back over the offensive line? They, like, I, I, get I mean, that, you're not wrong. I but, get that quarterback and receiver matter more. But how can you sit there and go, they, should take, they shouldn't take this as a referendum to invest in the offensive line when their offensive line got their asses whooped, like handed to them? But don't you think it's just a, a fact of, of it, an issue with Reed and Biennemi and whomever is calling the place for the Kansas City Chiefs that they simply did not throw the ball quickly on early downs? They didn't do anything. The, how many times did they run play action today? They ran it twice in the first half. Twice. It was bad. I mean, they did nothing to slow that pass rush down. They said, look, we think, and look, I've, I'm part of the problem. I said here two straight weeks, said Kansas City's better than Tampa. Mm -hmm. Kansas City's five points better than Tampa. Yep. X, Y, and Z. No, we they said, should be able to line that, yeah. the fuck up and beat Tampa. But the problem was is the Chiefs felt as though they could line up and just beat Tampa. Whereas what was Brady doing in the first half? They were running the football. I mean, Bill Cowher's hilarious in the sense that he said the turning point was them running Fat Lenny for three times and then running play action. But Tampa at least ran play action to get the Chiefs on their heels a little bit. The the Kansas City Chiefs just tried to play Tampa straight up, and it didn't fucking work. Yeah. Here Here's something that – look, so I want to give – Playoff Sammy Watkins, nowhere to be found, by the way. I want to give um, Todd Bowles a ton of credit because – even when Patrick Mahomes threw from a clean pocket, he was terrible. His pass rating was 75.5 mm -hmm. from a clean pocket. That was the worst pass rating he has had from a clean pocket this season. Okay, This is the guy that everyone was like, look, Patrick Mahomes just does not have bad games in big spots. It just does not happen. Yeah. Like, this guy's unbeatable. And he, you know, 
it's interesting because I don't want to take away from Patrick Mahomes, but I wonder in a way if this helps him a little bit, okay? If this helps him realize things aren't this easy. And a loss in the Super Bowl here to Tom Brady, seeing how Tom Brady approaches these games, taking absolutely nothing for granted, actually in the long run helps Patrick Mahomes. And I, I think Patrick Mahomes, I'll say this, I think Tony Romo was wrong when he said that if Mahomes lost this game, he couldn't ever topple Tom Brady. That's a fucking stupid thing to say, okay? Because if you ever say never, you're an idiot, mm -hmm. right? Like the people are like, look, technology will never do this. And then two years later, technology is like cooking your food. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> you're mm -hmm. an idiot. So Patrick Mahomes has an opportunity, I think, to learn from this game and to come back better and stronger than he's ever been before. But this was a failure on all the people around him. And he has to realize how do you take it upon yourself to make sure that doesn't happen. That's what Tom Brady literally did this year. He looked at the Patriots. He goes, you guys suck. You've given me no receivers. You, you want to pay me no money. Screw you. He went to a place. He got receivers. And he won a Super Bowl. This could have been the New England Patriots. What, what is so special about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers besides the fact that they were in Florida and it's warm weather? Like, the Patriots blew this, this I, to be perfectly been, honest. This could have been Carolina. This could have been New Orleans. This, <laughs> this could have been, been San Francisco. This could have been San Francisco. <laughs> like, you're right. I mean, that's that's the tricky thing. And unfortunately, um, there weren't – I mean, was Brady the reason they won this game? No. But they were oh, – Oh, stop it. Brady is the reason they won this game. This particular game, he was the reason they're in this fucking thing. You put no, any other quarterback on this team. And Jameis. They, yeah. They're walking out to, onto this field shivering, terrified quivering scared sweating like tom brady tom brady oozes confidence let me let me let me put this in a perspective i think people can understand okay at 2 30 today i was in the gym and i have notifications on my phone for when tom brady tweets and i get the tom brady tweet that was his like hype video i, I was ready to run through the, the fucking wall <laughs> Tom Brady gives people hope like no one else does. That, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. This particular game, though, there's nothing special about the offense. But he, did Tom Brady make a bad play? Tom Brady was, was no, perfect no, no, today. No, no, but no. But look, the Chiefs' handicap was never we expect Tampa to make a, a bad play and for them to let us back in the game. The Kansas City handicap was that our offense would be – really good and it would overcome a ton of shit and that was wrong like Brady yeah. look Brady deserves the MVP Brady deserves everything I'm just saying from the Kansas City perspective this was a loss and not necessarily from and I'm not trying to take anything away from Tampa I'm I, saying I, mean, I get where you're coming from Eric I do because from like you were you tweeted out hashtag run it back six times today I did I did yes you're right <laughs> so I under, I understand where you're coming at I with did the, you're like, right the Chiefs Off lost this game at me I, I've got to say so I came into this game thinking that the Bucks had been a little fluky in the playoffs and they were they had that, gotten turnover luck yes. and capitalized on it yes. this game was not about turnover luck no they outplayed the Kansas City no. Chiefs 
at every single position. They did. There's not a position on the field where the Kansas City Chiefs were better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it starts at quarterback where Tom Brady was more prepared. He coached the fucking team. I, dude, I, I don't. <laughs> like, Tom Brady I deserves everything for this game. Take a quick break to remind you guys that I know the NFL season technically just ended, but it's really just starting right now because free agency and the draft, this is where you win next season, as you can tell by what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs both did or did not do. And PFF has you covered. The draft guide drops, if you're listening to this, on Monday morning. It drops today, the version two that you need to have. The PFF free agency board is live on pff.com and you can still get it for 25% off with Super Bowl 25 as the promo code for either an Edge or an Elite subscription. Edge gives you all the premium written content. Elite gives you all the betting content. So that takes you all the way through next year with an annual subscription. Go to pff.com right now. Don't waste a second to be the best prepared you can be for next season, just like every other NFL team should be doing. Go to pff.com. Use promo code Super Bowl 25 right now. I also want to tell you about the Chris Collinsworth podcast. It's been getting pretty good lately because it features Richard Sherman and they've been getting guests in like John Gruden, Xavier Howard, Devontae Adams. Rumor has it there will be one or two defensive backs from the Super Bowl on that episode on Tuesday. Go check it out. It is a conversation you cannot miss. John Gruden was literally recruiting Richard Sherman on the podcast. I, I, I don't even need to tell you. Go listen to this podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. The Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. Go get it. I don't I'm disagree sorry. with you. I'm just like, again, from Kansas City's perspective, if you're looking at the off top, look, okay, let's let's look at this from a, se a secondary perspective. Okay. Wind the clock back a year. Mm -hmm. Kansas City wins against the Niners. What's the autopsy from that game? The autopsy is do the same fucking thing, mm -hmm. right? And to, for the most part, they did. They failed in this mm -hmm. game. Wind the clock a little bit forward. You're getting into August of 2021. What does Tampa have to do to repeat? This is a great question. I want to talk about this from the Kansas City perspective too. So Tampa Bay is interesting because the four players, I think, that scored touchdowns, um, I forget who it was. I want to give them a shout-out. It might have been David Sofaro or Zach Tantillo said that they're all free agents. And that is – when you build a team, it's kind of like the Cavs with LeBron where it's like, yeah, you know, like everyone wants to piggyback on LeBron's greatness. And honestly, the LeBron Brady comparison is perfect because both of them have yeah. some voodoo doctor keeping yep. their bodies in a position where they're getting some stronger. sort of nonsense. Like Le LeBron is drinking like three bottles of wine a night and continually being becoming more athletic. Yeah. And Brady may not be drinking that much wine, but he is in he is throwing the ball better. Right. than anyone has yeah Leonard Fournette Antonio Brown Gronkowski all free agents so to me the Bucks have done everything right their defense their coverage unit is young and I can't stress this enough we talk about the importance of coverage like their coverage unit Carlton Davis Jamel Dean Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, even uh, Devin White who has struggled in man-to-man -man and and yep. you know coverage situations but like is athletic enough to make plays he's had issues but he's not a problem like yeah um th that side of the field i think is in good shape to me they have to worry about continuing to insulate tom brady with all the weapons he needs to keep being great to age like fine wine 
because it's clear Tom Brady's arm is fine. Like mm -hmm. you drafted Tristan Wurfs. Tristan Wurfs, fantastic pick. What an incredible pick by them. We talked about this last year. Can we, we pause for a second? Tristan Wurfs. Can we pause for a second and also talk about and what we've said for years, which is the picks that look brilliant often are just the other side of stupidity because the Bucks try to trade up to like what seven to get worse and continue to fail and fail and fail and fail and, trade and it fail. Up with my and they finally got to what 13 and got the pick mm -hmm. sometime. And I'm not trying to dig Tampa. Tampa's great. Trade Tampa's down, yeah. deserving of their second Super Bowl in the history of their franchise. But again, some of these things are just capitalizing on the dumbness of the rest of the league, right? Like if you're if you're a team that's at seven and you don't answer the Bucks call, like what the hell are you doing here? Like, so okay, so let's take a let's fast forward a little bit because the draft guide, for anyone watching, by the way, season starts tomorrow. Okay. Uh I'm season start, up, yeah. I'm yeah. waking up tomorrow. I'm gonna tell you what so Austin Gale's sitting over here, like twenty feet away. Laughing at me for being upset I, about the Chiefs. So, yeah. You, so here's what to I'm gonna it. do. Tonight I'm gonna go back. We're gonna celebrate one hell of a fucking season. We're gonna wake up at six AM tomorrow. I'm juice, not celebrating that. Juice much. to the moon because the, the draft season is upon us. Free agency season is upon us. The PFF draft guide version two drops tomorrow. So if you're not ready to get back in it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. I, the me, Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay Bucks will have an opportunity to draft a playmaker, okay? I, let's just throw out a guy like Kadarius Toney. Put Kadarius Toney on the Bucks. Give I would rather put Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the Chiefs. That's just oh, me, Oh, interesting. Though. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the Chiefs are looking at Najee Harris to find someone yeah, like Leonard Fournette to really establish. So let me ask you this. What do the Chiefs need to do this offseason? Give me the moves that make the Chiefs um, the prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, I think they are right now, but like, what do they need to do to ensure yeah, they, that they are? In I mean, the they're shape? like the Pats in that they're they're like, they're going to be the favorites again, yeah. No matter what X Y Z. And I, I hate seeing that, that that we're gonna have to switch those up. We're gonna have to switch them. You want me to switch them now? I hate it. I'm not gonna do it. Um, the Chiefs. I'd like to see you do it. Actually, I, who would like to see Eric go do? <laughs> hey, Timo Risky, this is for you, okay? I love you. You're smart. <laughs> this is, you can only find this here, okay? Hey, it's well-deserved. The Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Chiefs. They deserve it. As I said, this is water. You don't even have a drink down here. What are you drinking, hand sanitizer? I mean, after watching the Chiefs offense play, I'm, I, I'm drinking... <laughs> Like hand sand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. Okay. The, the, so so take me through it. Give me – you are the GM of the Chiefs. Brett Veach has been fired for drafting Clyde edwards Slayer in the first round. You are the GM of the of the Chiefs. Your moves this offseason are what? I – I prop – well – I probably I probably reload at wide receiver and I tell Andy Reid offensive line is going to continuously be an issue for you mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do with the salary cap space that I have that is going to make you an elite offense because your offensive line you've never been that way 
Eric Fisher, we picked you at number one overall in 2013. You've never been great there. Mm -hmm. Mitchell Schwartz might never come back. Got you in 2016. You really think he never comes back? I mean, back injuries for offensive line. Yeah, it's rough. The interior of the offensive line has always – they let Mitch Morse go. Mm -hmm. They let Rodney Hudson go. Mm -hmm. They let Zach Fulton go. They've let every single good interior offensive line that's entered that building go by the time other teams had the opportunity to sign him. Yep. The, the, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell Andy Reid, like, look, like it's your job and I'm going to give you playmakers to work with. Kadarius Tony, um, you know, whether that not be, Jay Harris, not, no, stop. Um, <laughs> Daryl Williams. Almost stuck it in there. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reloading at, I'm reloading at places where it matters. Wide receiver, um, defensive back. Um, I mean, Brashad Breland came up big tonight in a bad way, unfortunately, for the Chiefs. Um, I'm, I'm going to, in the middle of the draft, go after linebacker. I mean, Ben Neiman, going into the game, played 566 snaps cover, in coverage, had mm-hmm. never broken up a pass yep. or intercepted a pass, never got his hands on a pass. You play a guy for almost 600 snaps, he's never made a play on the ball, and you constantly play him, that's on you. And so, like, the hard part is, is I don't know. Like, I'd like to go back to and ask our guy Steve and his Jerry curl. I'd like to ask him in 20, in 20, like, 11, when the, when the, when the Patriots lost to the Giants. Yeah. 2017, when the Patriots lost to Philly and Nick Foles. I'd like to ask him. What, what, what would you do to make this team better? Because to me, it's just like, Pat's just got to play fucking better. Yeah, I, I will say it's a good point. The Chiefs at full strength in this game. Pat's just got to play better. Like, you know, you, you, variance is a huge part of the NFL season. And we knew this was going to be the case this year, right? Like the war of attrition always happens. Um, but this is why wasting draft picks matters and it matters for teams we were talking about this the other day with our friend who used to work for the Ravens. like we talked about this it matters for everybody like the, the when the when the when the when the ravens took linebacker running back in round one and two we love the ravens they're yeah. smart they do all the fucking smart things but that was a dumb thing to do yeah and and the chiefs are the same way when you take a running back in round one it just prohibits you from doing the smart things. Okay. Um, this was – the week leading up to the Super Bowl was so much fun. Talking about all the props was a lot of fun. I do want to talk about a few props. I want to talk about the Anthem Syndicate for a second. Uh, us? So people asked um, uh, what, your, what your timeline was like. Let me tell you the high of Eric's night. It was the Anthem, okay? Because – we nailed the motherfucking we nailed it. anthem. We nailed it. And you got like $500 down on it before. I needed all 500 of those dollars after the Chiefs lost, though. Um, let, me, let me tell you that. The anthem was a cinch. I hope you guys listened to us and bet the anthem over. It was 216 is what it ended up at. And, I mean, the, the total was like a minute 59 on Wednesday night when we talked yeah. about it. Um, another win was first, first sack, Kansas City. Um the Brady passing touchdowns was nice. Um, no Travis Kelsey touchdown, obviously. Because Which we talked about on the app today. Somebody was like, 
I want to pair a Godwin or no, I want to pair an Antonio Brown touchdown with Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And I spent, um, you know, five minutes lecturing this yeah. person on, on the clubhouse. Fact that, on the fact that Kelsey was not a lock. Antonio Brown ended up scoring a touchdown. Can you imagine having that bet and thinking to yourself, God, if Kelsey only did, I mean, no Chiefs scored a touchdown today. So yep. it was really a rough outing um, for this person. I, you know, I, I yeah, it, it's it's a little nuts. Um, the third quarter over, uh, Fred Gadelli and I, nailed that one i'm gonna give him a shout do they, out do they do that end up hitting he's a big fan of that one yeah 13 oh good Ten good for half. you guys thank you um and <laughs> and i would like to say the halftime show may have been the highlight the memeable weekend clips are amazing um mm-hmm. and starboy was the first song and i told you motherfuckers that starboy would be the first song and uh you're welcome so th- some of the props um you also got Clyde Edwards Hilaire over seven and a half carries, right? That one did hit, yes. Uh, On over life. nine and a half. By the way, this is why you get the better number. Over nine and a half did not hit, which was available at some books. Again, that's why you get the better number. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans under four and a half receptions was nice. Brady obviously did not go over his passing attempts um, because they were ahead, which was kind of shitty um but if you bet brady mvp that was a nice move in instead of getting you know tampa bay money lines you got a little better of a number there mm-hmm. all right let's move on i want to i want to do a couple quick hitters before we get out of here i, I want to talk i want to move forward we're, we're, this week i think is going to be a big deal carson wentz yeah um if you are carson wentz which team do you want to trade for you the bears or the Colts? Colts. Easy. It's, it's not even close for you. Yeah. I mean, the Colts are – the Colts are, like, actually, like, a franchise that will nourish talent, right? Like, the Bears – I mean, you're going to lose Allen Robinson in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's gone. He already you're, said. On Clubhouse. He's on gone. Clubhouse. He's gone. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So, if you're if – you're, yeah. So, you're losing – you're losing Robinson. I know where I'm going tonight. Right off the bat. Um. The offensive line there is good, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Nagy has already shown that if you don't show good effort as a player there, he's going to, you know, like Nick Foles, like was there for like a week, showed nothing, and it's like okay. Do they? So if the Bears, I'm trade, stop. I'm not. I'm not the calling Bears a good trade, place. If the Bears trade for Carson Wentz, do they have to get rid of Nick Foles too? Can you have Nick Foles and Carson Wentz on the same team again? Is that good for you? I don't know. Well, I think isn't um, isn't Foles going in the same isn't Foles going in the same trade? I mean, that's my, that's my question. That's my question. I mean, I think you have to you have to send him back, don't okay. you? Let me say this: any team that is giving up a first round pick for Carson Wentz is crazy. They're absolutely crazy. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Why? How are you being conned into this? The guy had one good season. It was with Frank Reich. It was 12 games. He's been a catastrophe since then. A catastrophe. It's been disgusting. He was worse than Mitchell Trubisky last year, who the Bears watched, who the Bears benched. If you are the Colts, what are you getting out of bringing Carson Wentz in there? 
you have a great infrastructure. Yeah. You have spent a tremendous amount of mental capital to ensure that your team is ready to win now, but also in the future. What are you bringing Carson Wentz in for? I don't understand it. And I honestly think it's giving the Eagles an out that they do not deserve, deserve at all. Do no, not I, deserve. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't think you should ever make trades or not make trades in the NFL to punish teams like the Eagles, but like, the Eagles have made enough bad decisions in the NFL okay. to like, I look. Eric, here, here's the happiest. When Carson Wentz gets traded, who's the happiest group of people in the world? Uh, the Eagles. The Eagles fans. <laughs> okay. So yeah. like, um, come on. Okay. No, I agree with you. I, 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 think it's, I think it's a really tough scene if you are going to advocate on behalf of the Eagles here. Yeah. Um, okay. Next big question. We talked about this a little bit today. Should the Baltimore Ravens pick up the phone and call the Houston Texans? I think so. Yeah, I would. So I think the, the framework for a deal would be Lamar Jackson and maybe a third, second or a third for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. No, I, I what do you think it should be? Well, if I'm the Ravens and I can get Deshaun Watson, look, I love Lamar Jackson. This is not Lamar Jackson hate. This is Deshaun Watson love. Deshaun Watson is the – I mean, and Patrick Mahomes played really poorly today. I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes off of his pedestal. I'm not. I'm sorry. But Deshaun Watson dealt with one of the shittiest situations in NFL history in a franchise – I said this earlier today – but like a dumpster fire feels offended when someone calls it the Houston Texans. Right, right, right. So there is no way that you can look at Deshaun Watson and go, yeah, he's not a step up from Lamar Jackson. And by the way, he's already done it with a situation that was way worse. So you give him that infrastructure, the Ravens would be ecstatic, I think. And I know that it's tough. Lamar Jackson means so much to that community. But it's almost like it, it, it reminds me of two things. First thing is like you go off to college or you move to a new place and you're like kind of scared about it and it kind of right. sucks at first. And then like two months later, it's like you have a bunch of new friends and you're like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Actually, this is way Ripping better. Ripping the Band-Aid off is, yeah. is almost always yeah. better like than not. Like you're in a relationship that's all right. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going for something better. And it sucks for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, like, We got like, to ask Austin over here what that – like how that feels actually. Like because I feel like that he has that's, the – That's a low blow. All right. Our guy deserves better than that. Um, but I legitimately think – I, I think that the Baltimore Ravens should pick up the phone, they should call the Houston Texans, and they should say, look, Lamar Jackson is on the table. We'll give you a, a third-round pick. You ship us to Sean Watson because the Texans can then hang a banner. Mm -hmm. They got Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I feel terrible for Lamar Jackson. But imagine – think about this. Think about this for a second. The, the Baltimore Ravens could take the last pick in the fucking first round a couple years ago and get – the second best quarterback in the NFL? Are you kidding me? Right, right. No, I, the 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 Ravens need to use everything at their disposal. The fact of the matter is, they used because they have a chance to beat the Chiefs. They do. The Chiefs are vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, look, the I would hate for this Super Bowl to tell the rest of the AFC keep doing what you're doing. You have a chance to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, agreed. But the but the the that means Deshaun Watson is more. Do you think this game tonight made 
Deshaun Watson more valuable? Hell yes, it did. Because all yes. because if you look at the yes. the four quarterbacks left in the both the both conferences, Rogers superstar, Brady superstar, Mahomes superstar, Allen kind of on that you know on that ledge. Tough night tonight for Buffalo, by the way. Yeah, sort of showed how far they are away. Um, if you're a team that's deciding whether or not to take Deshaun Watson, you should say to yourself, God, it's not actually that hard Look, to beat the Chiefs. If our quarterback plays well and we catch Mahomes on a dog shit night like we did tonight. Bruce Gradkowski came on this podcast, I want to say week 10, somewhere around there, and said, look, the gap between Watson and Mahomes is not that big. And I thought it was He's right. a crazy take. He's right. Like, Mahomes yeah. is amazing, but Deshaun Watson is awesome as well. He was the third highest graded quarterback this season and played with no one. And everyone here is saying, look, Mahomes had his offensive line let him down. Have you seen the Houston Texans offensive yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I Have mean, you watched them Bruce. play football? It's okay. Bruce. And goes, look. You know, his wide receivers let him down. Have you seen what the Houston Texans did? They traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, okay? So yeah. don't tell me Clyde Edwards-Lair was a bad pick. They literally gave away wide receiver one for a bad running Unreal. back, okay? Will Fuller takes steroids with Cushing in the locker room and gets yeah. axed halfway through the season. Like, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Deshaun Watson put up with way worse and was amazing. So the gap between Mahomes and Watson – is not that big and if you are a team out there that does not have Patrick Mahomes pick up the phone and call the Houston Texans that goes I mean this uh, Russell Wilson has a no trade clause so that's not happening but if your quarterback does not have a no trade clause you should call the Houston Texans yeah last but not least I do want to tell you about pristine auction because this podcast is brought to you in part by what they do over there you can check out their daily auction starting at one dollar on over 8,000 items from everything from helmets, balls, jerseys, and much, much more. They're autographed. It's the whole deal. They're always authenticity guaranteed on every product. Use promo code PFF and get $10 off your first invoice. Go get it. Yeah, and our, our colleague Mike Renner, I think, had uh, a really good point on Twitter today. He said, look, if, um, if the Chiefs can win this game tonight with no offensive line, and um, with no offensive line, then you might as well just pack it in for the rest of the league, yep. for the rest of the year. Obviously, and, you know, whether or not you think that this game tonight was good for the league or not, I, I you know, as a Chiefs fan, I wish they would have won, but it's fun. I mean, honestly, Tampa Bay deserved to win this. But what it does show is there are ways to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are not inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're a team that is wondering, should we go after Watson? Tonight's game tells you, fuck yes, you should go after Watson. Because the Chiefs, it takes a lot to win the Super Bowl. Our friend Timo, our colleague Timo, Shout gets to Timo. watch his yeah. best, his favorite team win the fucking Super Bowl against a team that everybody thought was inevitable. And how did they do it? Well, they strung together some good defense. And good for Tampa to win the Super Bowl when your defense is playing well. Every other team seems to, like, defense plays well. They get knocked out in the second round. And then they, they, they trade for Matt Stafford. Good for Tampa to actually get the fucking Lombardi when they're 
defense yeah. is playing well. Because well. they have Tom Brady. And, <laughs> yes, and Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady covers a multitude of sins. And you know what? He covered a multitude of sins tonight. He did. Tom Brady. And, and Deshaun Watson will cover all of those as well. Yeah, Deshaun Watson won't coach your team for you, you know, the way that Tom Brady will. Like, I think Tom Brady legitimately was the head coach and GM and yeah, yeah. quarterback of this team. So, like, that was incredible. Um, but you make a very good point, which is if you have mediocre quarterback play, a good defense does not win you a Super Bowl. If you have great quarterback play, a good defense is enough. Is more than enough. You yes, know? And, and, and more than to your point. Tampa was never, and I, not me, yeah, I got red and gold-colored glasses on the whole game. There was never really a time after halftime where I, th I thought to myself, okay, we have a chance to win this game. And you know why? Not only was your defense playing great, it was playing championship-caliber football, but the Niners' the defense was playing championship-caliber football last year. But your offense... You, you, you got it's, no. It's the difference you got no chance. And Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah. The, my my oh my concern. And I let my guard down, and I, and I apologize for that Chiefs kingdom. I let <laughs> my because last year against the Niners, I let my I I said I don't. I looked at you yep. when we were in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium. I said I don't think they can get a stop. Yeah. They got some stops. They got three fucking stops in a row. Against Brady, you're not getting those stops. You're not. Tom Brady deserves all the goddamn credit. And, and he deserves the MVP. Good for him. Do you think avocado sales are going up tomorrow? Or? I mean, you, you, you think you, you Tom think. Tom Brady's rage eating an Jesus almond tonight Christ. to run that one back. That was a really good tweet I, I'm, from a I'm sad ago. because obviously I'd like, I would have liked the Chiefs to have Yeah, won. I feel terrible for you. I no, really I, do. No, I can't don't, imagine. But, I can't imagine I what it's you like to, but, to lose a Super Bowl. But I, just I, don't, can't. I don't expect you to. But I, but uh, I feel I, terrible. I'm happy for Tampa. This was not a game where the Chiefs lost. This was a game I you know, this was a game that Tampa deserved to win. And I'm happy for that. I can't believe you just apologized to Chiefs Kingdom. I, I they deserve it. <laughs> this is fucking incredible. Austin over here I laughing. Apologize to Chiefs Austin Kingdom. Austin over here laughing. I let my guard down. I let Mother my analytical guard down. Todd Bowles, I applaud you. Yes. Bruce Arians, I applaud you for letting Tom Brady coach the team. Tom Brady, god damn it. Like, he may sell people on stretching for like a hundred bucks more than it should cost. <laughs> but like, he, he, he look, sells you on, look, god like, damn it. I'll be honest, I think flexibility is super important and like, so is core strength. But you probably don't need to buy $200 worth of TV12 equipment think, to get there. Don't you think like, the ancillary players on that team buy hook, line, and sinker Dude, into but that's the, part what of it, it takes man. to freaking win. That's part of it. Scotty Miller. Like, they don't make the Super Bowl without Scotty Miller. No. They don't make the Super Bowl without Sean Murphy bunting. They don't, and, and all these players and are insignificant all by up, themselves, but they're let me ask as you a this. whole, they're fine. How much bullshit do you think they put up with from Antonio Brown? A lot. A lot. Yes. Yeah. There's no doubt in but my we mind. we put up with bullshit. Like, George, you tell you could tell Austin laughs and laugh at this. How much bullshit do you put up with me? I'm not the easiest person to work with. And you. <laughs> I mean, likewise. Yes. I'm a fucking disaster. Nine, Austin's eight the only person out of seven. here who's, who's easy to work with. And we, you know. But, like, but somebody needs to step up and say this person belongs here. You need and this person Brady, to win. Brady is and that the person. And the Patriots were not willing to do it 
And the and the Pittsburgh Steelers were also not willing to do it. And the Oakland Raiders, Austin's favorite team, not Vegas. willing to do that as well. And ultimately, it took Brady. But it also takes a little bit of, hey, person, stay in my house. Live, you know, <laughs> live the TB12 lifestyle. Yeah. And let's get to Sunday. Like Antonio Brown has a Super Bowl ring now, for fuck's it's sake. Incredible. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and Mike Evans, as we said on the show... Mike Evans has a Super Bowl ring with one catch for under 66 and a half yards, minus 120. Hang the Brady, banner. Yeah, hang, hang the, the banner. banner. Look, you can hang a banner tonight. Um, I, I want to ask you one last question. Oh, no. No, this has nothing to do with Chiefs Kingdom or Thank apologies you. or any Thank of that God. bullshit. I can't take that anymore. I, I, me neither. I was thinking about other teams with Deshaun Watson because I moved on. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next season. I'm ready to go. Dak Prescott and the Texans or and the Cowboys are an int- interesting situation right now. Yeah. Do you think there's tag and trade possibility? Oh man. No. Cuz if you're Dallas, you watch this game. What's the difference between Dak and Brady? The legacies of course are are what? Are, <laughs> the no, difference no, no. Between Dak and Brady? The legacies The legacies are immense in far as far as far as difference is concerned. Uh, Tom Brady is a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. In the current state? Okay. Yes. I can take that. But how much if you if you're Dallas, you really want to roll the dice and say, I'll take a shot at my next quarterback. Because again, I look at this game tonight and it's Brady and it's Mahomes. And you're talking about two of the best quarterbacks who have ever played the game. Here's my take. You ready does, for this? does Dak have a shot to be in that group? Yeah. Let me let me tell you what I what I see. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys and I'm Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones watched this game on his yacht. Probably was a pretty wonderful yacht party. Got to be honest. I was yeah, a little Chris jealous. Yeah, Chris was there. We got to ask Chris about it. Look, I enjoyed you and Austin. I probably would have preferred Jerry Jones yeah. in whatever situation he had on his yacht. Yeah. Um, you hate to see it. Jerry Jones watched this game and goes, you know, the Bucks. They put this team together in how many seasons? One. And you know how they did it? With a quarterback. But where is where is Brady in the in the in the Cowboys equation? Deshaun? Deshaun. You just move him over from Houston to Dallas? Say, look, the Tag Texas and trade. Two, we're gonna call this the Texas two step. Tag and trade, baby. Do you I, I agree. Uh, look, I think that would be great for Deshaun. Do you think I, I don't want I don't want anybody going to Houston because I think their career is going to die. Find yeah, me the quarterback not, I like the worst, right, and I want them I to go to I love Houston. Dak Prescott. I don't wish this upon Dak Prescott. I am talking about this from a like a Dallas ev- perspective, which makes every team sense. needs to be thinking: How do I win the Super Bowl next year? Yeah. Every team wakes up tomorrow and goes: How the fuck do I end up playing yeah. on this day next year? That's how you're thinking about this. And if you are the Dallas Cowboys. And you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you go, yeah. that's the team that's in front of me to get to the Super Bowl next year. Like, I am doing everything I can to bring Deshaun Watson in. And I don't think a tag and trade. Deshaun Watson is the MVP with the Cowboys? Like, yeah, yeah. Can we pause for a second? So Tampa Bay's defense in 2018 was... Pins oh, and they, needles. They weren't so bad, actually. But, no, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, let me go backwards a second. I'm just showing. Water. I'm just showing. Like people will come back and say Dallas's defense is beige and they don't deserve to be in the conversation. Tampa Bay's defense in 2018 was 29th in yards per play allowed. 
Last year they were top ten. Yeah. This year they're they did gestures at everything to Mahomes tonight. Mm-hmm. Dallas is garbage defensively. People will come at you and say they're not ready. You need to do X, Y, and Z before you're ready for a quarterback. I call bullshit. Every team can just use a quarterback. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah, yeah. How to lose a quarterback in 10 days. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just – I hate destining a guy like, like Dak to mm-hmm. a team like Houston, which is like, you know, you're going from Dallas where you're the franchise quarterback of the Cowboys to doing Look. like – Bible studies with with Mr. B on weekends. <laughs> look, Easter like, Bunny season. Nothing has been I mean, worse I look, I'm, than I'm all watching for, like, Easter like, Bunny. I'm all for uh, fortifying takes. your spiritual life. I just feel like you should win some football games along the way, mm-hmm. and I just don't think that he's going to do that with the Houston Texans in 2021. Should he go to Houston? And, okay, but let me ask you this: yeah. How excited would you be for Deshaun Watson with I, look, Amari Cooper? It. Michael Gallup. And I'd like, as a Chiefs fan, I'd like Deshaun Watson to be in the NFC. Yeah, good. I'm glad we can bring this all back to what matters. All right. Um, We are going to be back on Wednesday night. We are probably going to talk free agency and draft because that's what we fucking do. We move on. Um, We'll probably be drinking as much water as we did tonight. Uh, I want to say this. I have never enjoyed uh, Wednesday and Sunday nights more than I did this season. Uh, it has been a hell of a year. It has. I have not enjoyed staying inside. I have been very lucky to have a job, to have a co-host like you, who likewise, who always is fun to be around, no matter what happens the day before or that day. I want to thank every single person that watches and listens to this podcast, that gives us shit, that comments funny things on YouTube, um, that gives me shit. When By the pick way, is we're wrong. very happy for all of our listeners. We're very happy that you stayed with us during the pandemic. We're happy that you stayed with us during the season. Yep. We're happy that you stayed with us during our shit takes. Cassidy, by the way, if you don't like the <laughs> fact that I don't put Breeze in that in that spot, you're allowed to put Breeze in that spot, and I won't. I, I don't hold it against you. Yep. Um, I'm, and, and I should say, we, we need to give a shout-out to, there are many female listeners yeah. that listen to this podcast. Um, my mother, my wonderful sister who gets a kick out of this podcast, my amazing girlfriend who pity listens to me right on this Stephanie podcast. My wife, listens to this. Uh, Austin, we, I, who I, listens to this podcast I want to say, I want to say our comments last podcast were more out of surprise that anybody but... Listen. That anybody yeah. listened. Like, it was more of a self-deprecation, so yeah. we apologize if it came off as In the this right. isn't a podcast yeah. for anybody to listen to. We, we were more trying to be self-deprecating, but we understand that it came off poorly. Uh, this has been a rough season. Um, I think all of us were on pins and needles from yep. March until God knows when. Till- even like September, but even past then. And we really appreciate all of you coming and watching with us. Um, you know, I would have liked the Chiefs to have won. I would like the Niners to have won. I didn't know that. You know, but at the same time, it's really fun to learn about football together. You're a, a great co-host to learn football with. And... You know, this has been a great season, and you know, I'm 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 happy that uh, obviously we get another one coming up, uh, and then off season starting Wednesday. I'm just glad you made it on the podcast because <laughs> at at 4:30 p.m. I want to let you guys know the situation was tenuous. We were it was, putting it was, we were putting bets on it at, during appetizers when you were trying to pick up 
sushi with a fork and it wasn't working and we weren't sure if we were going to make it but beating inside of you is the heart of a champion the heart Look, of a champion the chiefs might not be the champion tonight but beating inside me is the heart of a champion and look timo i'm excited <laughs> i'm happy for you the bucks have won a super bowl for the uh, first time in your fandom and and i'm excited for all the bucks fans tampa bay trey who was nice yes, enough to come on our man. with us two weeks ago this time Look, Northern Florida need like they, they need this. <laughs> Minnesota will never get one. So we'll, Brady, Brady yeah. needed this as yeah. well. And isn't it funny? Yeah, the Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. It, it's it is crazy. funny. That's, I'm just crazy. glad you didn't. Like a year just, ago at this time, Jameis was their fucking quarterback, and now they have a Super Bowl. So <laughs> think about that. I'm just glad that you didn't apologize to Chiefs Kingdom one last one time. One more time, no. Chiefs, uh, we'll, we'll battle back. We love you all. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys on Wednesday night. Peace out.